Hello Schillering, this is the third part of a series of four episodes with Adam Mogolonski from Hotel Mogol, a hospitality consultant and industry thought leader. One thing about this uh, longevity revolution, you mentioned about the loyalty escape velocity. What, what would that be? Another term here to throw in, uh, so loyalty escape velocity is a play on words where you have something called escape velocity, which is the speed a rocket ship needs to attain in order to break free of Earth's gravity, to basically escape the well of gravity and get out into weightlessness um, of near space. So that's term number one. Then a person much more intelligent than myself, Ray Kurzweil, when he first talked about the coming uh, boon of wellness and longevity and humans living longer than the traditional mortality rate of 85 to 120 years old, he coined the term longevity escape velocity, where at a, which describes at a certain point in the future, medicine and medical knowledge is going to progress to the point where we can extend human life indefinitely. And his plan and a lot of other people's plan is simply to make it to that point, both by doing certain things today and also by being uh, having enough financial resources to be able to afford these cutting edge medical techniques that are going to emerge in the coming decades. So. Long longevity escape velocity. Then from there, loyalty escape velocity simply means that as people get older and are still young while getting older, that means that your customer lifetime value increases exponentially because normally you think, okay, a customer lifetime value is based on in some way shape or form the uh, actuarial mortality table which predicts that your customers past the age of retirement are going to start dropping off because they're relying on retirement income and they're traveling less for medical reasons insurance or otherwise this is saying no that's this isn't the case as people get older it doesn't necessarily mean they're going to retire, so they're going to have more disposable income. It also means they're not necessarily going to get iller or more frail, which means they're going to keep traveling like they do in their middle ages. And how that reflects in loyalty is that the work you do today to endear yourself to people of this mindset simply means that instead of getting 20 years of payback from that loyalty, the work you put in today, you could get 50 or 60 years. So that's really where the term loyalty escape velocity comes from. And the bottom line for brands is you got to work on your loyalty programs and you really got to work to endear yourselves today to these people who are going to be living longer and longer and longer and are going to want to keep revisiting you because it just means that the more work you put in today, the less you have to market 
and sp spend a lot of money on advertising to find new customers in the future. One of the things in your article that I really like, one of the articles was about some perks that the hotelier can start really now, uh, like leaning, like teas, uh, and starting that journey into wellness. Can you tell uh, our audience a little bit about that? hacks and how the hotelier can start now getting into from wellness for their guests. Right. So um, part of the whole thing with wellness, uh, you know, talking about silver tsunami, loyalty escape velocity, all that is 20, 20 years out, let's say. I mean, it's some is shorter, some is longer, whatever. Um, Hotels and hotel managers are incentivized on a quarterly PL. You know, unless wellness is already part of the core brand DNA and they see the light to this long-term payout and how it can build over time, speaking on any consulting assignment with hoteliers, they love talking about it, but it's, that's great. Show me the money that we can get in, in the next four quarters. And we have to be conscious of that because Hotels are still on a very tight budget and there isn't a lot of lead room in that. So really what we say is, okay, we can start small and we can start in one direction that fits your brand. And part of the whole discussion here is we want to show the blessing and the curse of wellness, which is to say, there's a lot of opportunities under the banner of wellness, which means that any hotel in any category can get involved. But at the same time, that's a curse because lots of different opportunities means that it's hard to ho for hotels to figure out the best place to start. So we say start small and start where we know your guests are going to benefit. So some people like spa, some people don't have time to work out while they travel, some people don't really like yoga or haven't really had much exposure to it so they don't know the the benefits of it whatever but uh we can guarantee we can guarantee two things based on what humans are everyone sleeps and everyone eats so start there so uh on the eating side we've mentioned f and b we're starting to see all these superfoods emerge and various biohacking foods that you can incorporate and eat to live healthier. That's something that people are doing at home. You know, like uh, uh, there's there's lots of different things we can go into. We could have a whole separate hour on all the various foods that people should be eating. But we're starting to see these slowly creep into the menu. A lot more dairy-free, gluten-free, plant-based options, um, fish versus red meat less deep fried foods, more oven baked or raw foods, things like that. It's, it's happening slowly. The question we always ask is, how are you measuring this? So how do you know if somebody puts in a special request to have a certain item removed from the menu? How are you quantifying that to see if it's a common request or just some crazy person like myself who does weird things? Um, so that's step number one is the food side. You mentioned herbal teas. So herbal teas is something you drink, but a lot of these herbal teas, if you were to drill down to the individual 
ingredient components, a lot of them extend life in various ways through chronic consumption, and they also promote better sleep. So a lot of the herbal teas will have relaxing elements like chamomile, lavender, passion flower, citrus peel, um, or a lot of other uh, dandelion roots or other various astringents that will help to promote good bl blood flow and relax you. You put these in the room as an amenity to show that you care about people getting a good sleep. That's great. You just put them in the room. How are you monitoring within your procurement system and inventory how often they're being used? Um, are you advertising them or marketing them, telling guests about them so that way they know they're there in the room? Or you could go a little bit more elaborate and make it an on-demand tea service where you could have through it, through your hotel app, uh, built into the room service ordering system or the operations platform to order these teas on demand. Then you got to think the staffing side where if people are ordering these teas around bedtime, whether that's 9 p.m. through till midnight or into the wee hours, you might not have necessarily a lot of staff on hand, uh, runners or front desk agents to run that up. So now we got to talk about the dawn of hotel robots. And that's a little bit more far-fetched, but there are robot companies you can recruit right now in 2022-23 that can do this for you that will work 24-7 and deliver these with a seamless integration to your operations platform. So we're using herbal teas as a very small case to show uh, something that can be low-cost implementation but still requires a lot of data connections and staff retraining in order to make it happen to sort of both test the waters but also quantify the waters in order to make this as labor light a situation as possible for further wellness enhancements i love health um, at home we do drink herbal teas before sleep we have lavender spray at home and yeah. it's the quantifying it's very important for the hotelier here. And I hope that our audience is getting that message because the quantifying, the measurement, is it working or not for your property? That's, I think that's the point that they should be testing things, but measuring if it's working or not for the property. And now that we are talking about the guest wellness, the biggest crisis we're going through now is in the human resources for the hotels. Mm -hmm. How does, uh, employee or collaborators wellness impact the business as well oh so employee wellness um maybe even that can precede guest wellness where guest wellness is more the potential but how can you add on new amenities if you have no staff or if your staff is constantly turning over so the crisis that hotels are having right now is fulfilling the service promise. And if you're having problems turning over rooms and, and opening them up for resale, how can you worry about spa, uh, room service delivery, or even keeping the restaurant open? So in a lot of ways, employee retention is the name of the game right now. And 
going back to this whole idea of the silver tsunami, just think about that where one third of people over the age of six uh, will be over the age of 65 walking around. So what we're seeing now with declining birth rates and more, more old people, uh, even though I don't like that term old, more at people of advanced age, uh, is that we are seeing a shrinking of the working age population. And that means less employees going around to be available to work in hotels. So it's not a pandemic problem. The pandemic was only the catalyst. The labor crisis in hotels is going to last for the next 20 years. Absorb that, deal with it. Okay. And how you deal with it is you don't think in terms of, oh, uh, we, we just got to find ways to stay competitive on wages and all that. What we're seeing is wages are becoming a bit of an inflationary arms race where if all you're doing is you're offering 25 cents above the hotel down the street, but you aren't endearing yourself to the employees, that hotel down the street will eventually raise their wages by 50 cents uh, over your 25 cents. And now employees will jump ship because you aren't giving them a emotional reason to stay with your hotel. So where employee wellness comes in is it's all about generating that sense of belonging and that emotional connection to the property as a family unit. So that way you, uh, your wage is, let's say just round number $20 an hour. And the other place across the street tries to poach your employees saying, we'll give you $22 an hour. And the people in your hotel say, no, I'm staying with here because my managers love me. Not just like me or uh, treat me well, they love me. Okay, that, that's, that's how far we got to go with this in order to resist these inflationary wage arms races. So employee wellness, uh, we see that in mental wellness where we have people come on hand and uh, they do seminars down to just the the way managers talk to employees and really uh, say, oh, uh, I noticed your kid had a birthday last week. How'd that go? You know, just treat, uh, asking employees about their families and uh, getting together for team lunches and good staff lunches. So we talk about F&B on the, on the guest side where guests are eating healthier. Staff lunches have to move in hand with that because... We also know that as people eat healthier, they are happier and they're less, they take less sick days or less short-term uh, disability leave or short-term paid time off. So as you feed employees better, you actually get more productivity out of them and you get more retention. And then we can go a little bit further and, ha and say, okay, we're going to bring in uh, a stretching coach uh, once a week or a yoga instructor once a week to do team stretches, which is going to help to stave off RSIs, repetitive strain injuries, uh, which again will boost morale. Or we're going to have uh, off-site programs where we're going to do team building activities off-site. Or um, we're going to do a little bit of uh, competition and uh, one of the pods that does best 
this this month will have a uh, one free spa treatment down at the spa. There's lots of ways you can do it to incentivize employees in a non-wage capacity to stay with the hotel. And uh, we also see this reflected on the managerial level where it's not just about inflationary wage control, which is a problem that hotels can see. There's the problem hotels don't see, which is the great resignation where managers are jumping ship to try and find a better salary, or we see accelerated retirements because people, there were a lot of retirements during COVID because our industry skews old. So who's going to be replacing those managers and how can we prevent managerial churn or turnover to keep our teams intact and therefore keep the engine moving along at a, at a breakneck pace so that we, we can innovate and we're not stifled by recruiting another manager, onboarding a new manager, and then all that lost uh, decision-making along the way. So in my mind, employee wellness precedes guest wellness in a lot of ways. A cultural transformation of the business, right? It's yeah. Not only give best, uh, better morale, as you mentioned, and it will affect actually the bottom line uh, in the end of the day uh, with more productivity and probably even better reviews because if the employee, the collaborators are happier, they are treating the, your guests happier, uh, sorry, better, and it, it has a whole uh, snowball effect into the business. And uh, in the end of the day, that's what we right. should be aiming for. Yeah, I mean, just a, a high-tech, low-tech sort of um, application from what you mentioned, you talk about hotel reviews. You can install a review platform right now that does semantic analysis on those reviews. And you can tell that semantic engine to say, whenever they mention housekeeping in a positive light, notify a manager. Okay, that's high tech. The low tech is that manager gets the notification, finds the review, prints it out, physically prints it out, puts it in the staff room and says above it, I'm proud of you. And then every single housekeeper that goes into the into that room says sees that and, and that is they see the good job they've done they feel rewarded and they also feel like the team cares about them and values their work that is a perfect application of why you need a good review platform right now and how to use it in a non-tech manner to improve employee retention that's beautifully said and i hope that again Fingers crossed that that message is getting across. We are working on a cultural transformation in our business here, and it's a long term. It's not straight away. It's not a one month. So for the leaders that are listening to today, so talk to Adam. He knows what he's talking about. So talk to him. <laughs> talk to him. Hope you enjoyed this part. Join us for the last episode where. Adam discusses NFT loyalty programs and the creation of a new hotel economy.